Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. Are you equipped for the real battle? And the spiritual is not just about your weaponry. It's about what you consume and who's calling the shots in your life. You are listening to the Pantry Podcast, Season 7, God Intentions, where we look at the way we live and ask, is this from God or do I just think this is good? Help us fuel 59 countries with spiritual nutrition. Donate on Patreon or thepantrypodcast.com. And now let's dig into the meal. I need more hand space. space. You need more everything space. You're huge. You've got shoulders like a mile wide. Everything's got to be like 2XL. Nothing normal accommodates you. Because sometimes I'm like talking out here like this. Well, you know, like in my hands over here. But then like. You're like, let me just put this up on top of the fridge for easy convenience. And then Michelle can never get it. I need stools everywhere. Anyways. Word. All right. Hey, welcome to the Pantry <laughs> Podcast, man. We were just sitting here having a little bit of fun. But, man, we want to welcome everyone to the show. It is awesome to be here. It is awesome. It's just Michelle and I today. We don't have any special guests. So if you came for the guests, yeah, maybe you just stop it right here. I don't know. But, hey, look, check this out. It is so awesome that we have so many listeners. And we just like to – you know what? This week's special shout-out, countries, you want to hear them? This is awesome. I love that we're reaching like. You're so funny now that we're on video. <laughs> I know. Y'all, hey. not, he's a whole different man. I'm like, who is this? Because anyway. like, I feel like, okay, look, I, I don't know. But so anyway. who are these wonderful Zambia, listening? Oh, okay. Denmark. Okay. And Mongolia. Ooh. What you got? What you got? No, I just, I'm like, <laughs> I always, when I think of Mongolia, I think of like those falcon warriors that like, or they're not warriors, but they could be. The hunters, the falcon mm, hunters, where mm. they have like a falcon that they've trained since they were children. And like, they're like besties. Is this like one of those visions or something that we're <laughs> moving to Mongolia to be missionaries? I don't no, know. I guess not but yet. That's exciting. But maybe, 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 never. maybe mm. in Mongolia, you're listening with your falcon. Yes. And I know there's only about a hundred people there that are still in that way of life, but maybe. And if so, hi. Hi. <laughs> we just want to say hi to you guys. And man, just shout God out to us. God bless you guys. <laughs> no, tonight we're going to talk about fear, right? Yes. And the episode, if we're really thinking, we're going to talk about over fear. Right. So the episode title is over fear. Mm-hmm. And when you think of that, what do you think about when you think of over fear? So I think I'm over it. Like, I'm so over it, right. um, especially in the last, it feels like eons, but like the last two years, it feels like my entire adult life. Like, I think I became an adult in the last mm. 18 to 24 months um, for a lot of reasons. But I think that I'm just over all the fear. Anytime I let fear impact me, I'm almost disgusted <laughs> when I have to admit it. But I know I have to admit it because you shine a light on it. And then it can't it can't rot away in you anymore. Like it, the light will sanitize it. But it's still it's just it bothers me because I just know that we don't serve a God that operates out of fear. It says mm. to fear in the sense of like revere and respect and be in awe of all He's capable of and what would become of you without His grace, et cetera. You know, like I get that, but outside of that, um, He calls it "Do not fear." And so when I let fear impact my decisions, my opinions, um, I just get so frustrated because we serve 
the greatest anything that ever is, was, will be. And so, yeah, so I'm over it. I'm over fear. Over I'm fear. so over done. <laughs> um, but also, I've been recently just thinking, like, it's not just that we are called to not fear, but we're almost, like, above. We're over it and we can look down upon it and that also allows us to give grace to people mm. which i can go into later but that's the other thought that i have is that it allows us when we understand how powerful fear is as a motivator and how common it is when you're a lost a lost sheep with no shepherd yeah. is understandably fearful right, right? Right, right and so when you look out at the world like oh you, you know these these people whatever who you know whoever those people are for you when you realize how much fear must grip them that that can that can open and soften that heart that needs to soften mm. when you're walking with Christ. So I think what's cool about that is God rules over fear. Yeah. Like like so if he's above it and he brings us into his kingdom. Right. And we're no longer of this world. Right? <laughs> right. If we're no longer of this world, we're sojourners, then we're like you said above that fear. It's mm-hmm. an amazing thing. And you don't mean acronyms. I I think it's really <laughs> No, love, you're so good I at love, it. I love acronyms, y'all. I love to like, I don't know. It's the military thing. It's kind of like, I like, it makes it easier for me to remember <laughs> things. But let's let's think of fear like this. Forgetting everything about the resurrection. Hmm. See, that resurrected life, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> why do we let fear lord over us, right? But why don't we let the Lord of Lords have dominion? Mm, that's good. That's, that's, that's imperative in this right it's amazing when we take everything on ourselves how we end up in these positions of fear yeah i've never i've never liked fear but i've gotten trapped by fear yeah and then when i started learning that i have god and the eternal so back to the resurrection why the key point there what is fear it's we're ignoring the resurrected life we're right. ignoring the eternal life. Right. We're, ignore, we're, we're, we're putting all of our apples in this one barrel, this worldly barrel. Yeah. And so when I think of over fear, right, it's like, I'm like, you know, like, I'm done, yo. <laughs> it's I, just so, I'm so... done. I am so over fear. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even like when it comes in. Now it comes in. I mean, come on. There, there are so many situations in our lives. There are so many things that go on that fear comes in and, and and really as I was thinking about this I was really thinking about this today. Yeah. I'm like where does fear come from? Confusion. Like the not the unknown. Right. Not knowing. The lostness. Right. And it's like wow, so if God is a god of order and a god is a, and he's not, you know, like out of order. Right. Or or it makes he doesn't ha- he's not a god of confusion. Yeah. So if I'm in a confused state like, is it going to, oh, is she going to like me? Is she not like, oh, does <laughs> oh she gosh, like me? Oh my gosh, right? It's ever. like, now I don't know if that's a fear feeling, but sometimes I think fear creeps in there. But that's like, yeah. just those examples are like, you know, some of the things. It's like, I, I, I like to do crazy things. And so like standing up on a cliff in Nova Scotia and I'm like, I'm with my newlywed. I'm like, oh yeah, with Michelle. Over there. Which, which way is that? Oh, there we go. This is on video. It's cool. Anyways, <laughs> y'all gotta watch the video too. Anyways, hey, but- I'm standing up on this cliff and, and it's kind of like you got to jump out past some rocks and you get that one, two, three, go. I think I brought this up in one of the seasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, sometimes you get that moment. You're like my, my get over of fear of the unknown of like, <gasps> is a one, two, three, go. It's like, I tell myself, I just got to go. I got to right. go. And so I'm sitting up on these cliffs on this cliff 
And I got to jump over this other rock to get down to the water. And there's my newlywed down there, like watching me, like, oh, right? Yeah. And I'm like, so cool. what if I hit a rock? What if I hit that rock? What if I don't clear that rock? And then I'm like, never mind, forget it. One, two, three, go. Okay. Right, right. That is the worldly idea. But really, what God is saying, though, yeah. go. Yeah. Fear not, for I am with you. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. How many times has he said that? Yeah. You know, it brings up, so I was looking through, I always like to look through my highlights in my YouVersion Bible app when I'm prepping for an episode because it shows how God's kind of working things out without me knowing, like the things that have hit me recently um, while reading, whatever I've been reading, um, that then pertain. And Hebrews 2 showed up and what you just said about him being, he's lorded, he lords over death. In Hebrews 2, 14 through 16, it says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Mm. That's exactly it. Because I've, I've talked about, you know, what fear is, and you said, you know, it's the, it's the confusion, the unknowing. Which then boils down to it's a fear of death. Um, when when you from a psych thing, the whole fight or flight, the idea that you have the option to fight mm. or run away from what a thing that puts you in danger. Why right. is it dangerous? Because you could die. Right. And in the current society that we're in, there's a lot of stuff where our fight or flight mechanisms and our survival instincts kick into gear as if it were a life or death situation, even though it's not because of how high the stakes have been made for us to feel. Mm. So we end up trapped by this fear of death and things that feel like death, either the death of our ego, the death of our whatever. And then God calls us to die to ourselves, living in him, letting him live through us, being in living Mm. sacrifices. But it comes down to a fear of death. And when you have Christ, you realize he's defeated death. Therefore, when he says, mm-hmm. you know, die to yourself, like your flesh is always going to war against me. Your flesh always has the survival instinct. Your flesh has this fight or flight. And so the new man in you is going to constantly be fighting against these things that are coded into your flesh to do. And it's something that helps me because I tend to calm down when I can rationalize. And it's great because even with the Bible, using Bible, you can rationalize to yourself with biblical rationalization, what's actually happening to you. You can be like, this is my flesh. I see it happening. And therefore I can accept this offensive truth from the word that's inconvenient to how I'm currently feeling because I know that the word is true. And I'm kind of in my own little matrix for a second that I need to kind of wake out of or, you know, whatever. I like to think that I'm on borrowed time. Mm. I I think that helps me get through some things. It's like, if it's borrowed time, it means like there is no guarantee. Yeah. The next minute, I my breath might be gone. Right, right. It and can so, happen anyway. Yeah, so, I, so I changed the thought up. You know, I'm like, okay, so if I'm on borrowed time, what am I going to do with that time? Right. And then, of course, that always leads into how am I going to serve God? And it's it's amazing, though, that we get stuck. And and the, I love I love Psalms 23, uh, the first four verses. But it's like, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So it's all for him. You know, it's like for him, for him, for him. All of these things are for him. What he gives me is for him. What he blesses me with is for him. The borrowed time that I have should be for him. Because why? Even though 
I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Mm. <laughs> For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Notice in that valley, it never says sit down. It never says lie down. It never says like pause, stop. It's like I, even though I walk, you're constantly moving to what? To lie down in green pastures. That's a beautiful thought. It's like yeah. that's where I like. Okay, so we're talking about the box and getting caught in the box and getting caught in the fear because we do it. Mm-hmm. We do it. I mean, look, but it's about capturing our thoughts. It's about bringing those thoughts into not ourselves. When, when, when we're talking about capturing our thoughts, we're talking about capturing our thoughts and turning them over. I think it's important that we turn them over. You turn them over to God. My, my three Ps, it's like pray, pause, proceed. It's like when I'm praying, I'm giving it over to God. Right. When fear starts to creep in, I'm giving it over to God. I'm saying, I'm saying here I am, Lord. Here is this, this what I don't want. I, I, I hate it. Fear is one of those things. Okay, maybe for me. I think for everyone, no one loves fear. I, give me one person that loves fear. I'd like to talk to him. Bring him on the show. Go I ahead. will. I will say, except fear you, the Lord. Well, but, yeah. I think you can be addicted to fear. Yeah. In a yeah. sense of controlled fear. Right. And I would say that, and I'm sure I could go down some weird, trippy, sick <laughs> rabbit hole about this, but I'm not getting to that. I'm gonna stop at where I was with right. horror movies. Okay. Because. Why do you watch them except to get scared? Right. And it did me and I am like the Lord delivers me from neuroticism. Like, you know, I have a lot of thoughts, but um, I would sit there and try to like got to a point where I could rationalize myself through a movie, predict the plot, et cetera, because I did not want to get scared. But it was a challenge. It was both I enjoyed the scare, but I also next time needed a bigger scare because it won't scare me as much because I've been exposed to that past one. I think it's a pride thing. I think it's a fear thing. You're trying to practice right, it right. so you can be braver in real life. Right. But I do think that there is a, a, a level, but I will agree right. with so you. So I'm going to ask you a question real on that. Hold fear on, hold on. Hold on. is a different like, <laughs> But I got to ask you a question on that. Yeah. If Michael Myers was really in your house, would you enjoy that fear? Right. That's no. my point. It's like there's a certain type, like those fear hunters, right, there's right, fear chasers, right. there's adrenaline junkies, you know, and they kind of, they like live off that, but it's a certain breed of it. Right. It's like a high that I think aligns with pride. It's like, look what I've, like I've vanquished, I've conquered, I've, you know, I've overcome. But, um, but yeah, that was a caveat. But it made me think, right. I was like, I actually yeah. enjoyed getting scared to a degree. I like scaring people. When I was a of kid, course. it was horrible. Of course, <laughs> I, and it was like I would I, end up with you. Oh, it was, <laughs> I ne- but I've never done that to you, so it's kind of cool. Like that's on one purpose. thing I've kept out of the loop in this this one. Uh, but my mom, oh poor her. I mean, I, how many depends? We are going down a road here, y'all. Use. But just stay with us. Stay with us. We got this. But I used to hide in a cl- like I'd hide behind <laughs> all her coats, knowing that she was getting ready to go to work, and then she'd reach her hand in, and I would just. <laughs> that ain't even cute. <laughs> But, I would. You would be so destroyed <laughs> by groundings. You'd live in a, anyway. I mean, it wasn't pretty, but no, anyways, I know. Back, back to it. But back to my Bible nerd, though, <laughs> because I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, people do fear, and I'm like, fear the Lord. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. But I mean, but if you're in that reverence, if you're in that, then you're in that same idea. Yeah. That honestly, he says that there is nothing that this world can do to you to Correct. take you away from him. Right, and he right. has you for eternity. Right. So whatever happens here. It's, it sounds, if you're struggling in the moment, it can sound so mm, cold, right? but 
the more you tell it to yourself, I say faith is preventative medicine. Mm. You can use it once you have an issue, but if you start using it before you have an issue, the better you're going to handle the issue. It's like zinc in your immune system. If you only take zinc when you start feeling sick, you're going to still have to deal with the sickness. If you take things that boost your immune system all the time, you're going to get sick a lot less. That's just what it is. And, um, and so when it comes to this, the, the cold thought is the more you think about how you're eternal, mm. the more you're going to escape the survival mechanism because congratulations, if you have Christ, you've survived and you will continue to survive in the eternal. The more you say that now, the more you'll be able to make those better, wiser, godly decisions later instead of choosing the avenue of I'm going to let fear dictate my choice. I think it's important too with Psalms 34 4. It says, I sought the Lord, He answered me and delivered me from all my fears. We got to seek Him. That's what yeah. we're saying here. It's like, yeah. it's not that they don't come in, it's not that we don't go through them, it's not that we don't have them. It, it, we're, we're aligning our thoughts to Him. Back to what I was saying, capture your thought. But where does that thought go? It goes back to Him. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it is. It's like, I, I, I don't really have that fear of death. I think I've even been called a fatalist sometimes <laughs> by some people, but it's not that I'm a fatalist. It's, it's, I, I would actually consider myself a realist in the sense of I know that I have eternity in front of me um, and the blip, you know, it's just like, this is borrowed time. Yeah. It's I, borrowed time. I appreciate good intentions, right? Um, and, and that's why, like, why is an episode about fear in God intentions? It's because a lot of times fear and what it does to us mm. makes us do things with good intentions that go against God and what he's telling us to do, whether in his word or a prompting in your spirit. One of the stories, another highlight that I had was um, in the story of Rahab in Joshua, where she's talking about how when they heard of all of the things that God's people had been able to accomplish because of God, their hearts melted. Like the people in Jericho, mm-hmm. their hearts melted and not a single one had courage anymore. And that is the God that we serve is someone that when you hear of the things he's done, the world falls in fear. Right. We can fall in reverence and that kind of fear, but they fall in a fear of, that can manifest in a lot of different ways. And so I was thinking about how we not only experience the fear and can operate and make good intentions that aren't God intentions out of fear, but also we struggle with religiousness in ourselves. We fight the inner Pharisee where we look at other people and we start to judge and condemn and criticize and demean and belittle because they're not doing it the way we would in our own imperfect way, right? Right. Or they're ungodly. They don't have the Holy Spirit at all. They don't even have discernment. They don't have a hope. They're lost in the dark and they're blind. Mm. And yet we're expecting and holding them to a standard. And I think that it's important that for us to realize fear in general can throw them for a loop, like I said earlier, but also if you're not, if your heart is not open and receptive and hungry, for what God has to offer. If you have that rebellious spirit and you're reveling in it, or that's what you're safe and comfy in, coming across somebody who has the spirit, who is walking different, um, whether it's just you live in your life or you're actually trying to evangelize in that moment, it can melt their heart. Mm. And that can... what does fear do to people? Watch like watch a zombie movie. I'm not condoning it, but let me just say, if you've watched a zombie movie, like I've watched pretty much all of them, 
Fear can make people do some crazy things. Mm. Fear is like in the at the end, like if the zombie apocalypse happened, what is the point of every movie? You don't have to really fear the zombies. You can outrun them and you can lock away. You got to fear other alive people <laughs> because when it's like that, when it's life or death, people get crazy. And that's why it's important for us to empathize rather than be like, look at how they're acting. When you encounter any godliness and you don't have him yourself, you very well may, your heart might be melting and you're trying to compensate mm. and, you're, and you're in fight or flight mode against whatever is reminding you and pointing to Christ. So for us, fall back from that. Mm. Fall back. Don't be on the offensive in the worldly. Be on the offensive and the defensive in the spiritual, mm. which means you bring forth even more love, even more grace, even more patience, even more forgiveness. Or else we fall back into the way of the world. Funny you say that. He didn't give me a, a spirit of fear, but of power, mm. love, mm. and self-control. Mm. Right there. <laughs> Look at that. Power, love, self-control. Anytime, anytime fear starts to creep in, know that God has promised you that's not your spirit. Right. Like he is, these are promises. I I find them hard to live in sometimes. <laughs> so hard but, sometimes. But it's like, no, but I think, and I do this all the time. I say this all the time. But when you're in the word of God, it's like it just reinforces everything that he says. And and and, and people say, oh, they, they, everybody always says just read the word of God, read the word of God, read the word of God. It, look, I'm telling you, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you read them in chronological order, it is very repetitive. <laughs> but we need repetitive. Right. I remember doing football drills, basketball drills, baseball drills, army drills, whatever it was. It was repetitive because when action came, when it came time to get on the field or when it came time to be out at war, right, you needed to be able to overcome. And when you do it repetitively, like if you do Google search Bible verse on fear, read through them. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, God tells you exactly the position that you need to be in every time that creeps in. Type in depression. I'm telling you, he is going to give you a Bible verse that will get you through and help you with your depression or whatever you're facing. The word of God is there to show us who we really are, that we're not these feeble and weak people. Now we might humble ourselves, be weak. I, I, you know, Apostle Paul, when I'm weak, he is strong, you know, so count it joy. You know, joy and suffering, it's, these are coming right now, y'all. So joy and suffering, you know, it's like all of this, it's like, okay, hold up, hold up. Why am I weak? And when I'm in my weakest point, I turn to God. I turn to the word of God. I turn to God to speak to me, to tell me truths, tell me my position, because that's where I need to be. I need to be in that position. He didn't give me a spirit of fear. No, he gave me power, love, and self-control. When the world feels out of control, when you feel out of control, Turn to God. Turn to God because he is the one who's going to bring you back into alignment through his word or prayer or however he speaks to you. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, I've been there. I've done it. And this works. This works. Nothing ever has worked like this. Right. And and I think I get so passionate about it because it's like, it worked. Y'all, I was horrible. The world had me, gripped me, (laughs) locked me in, had the hooks. And God said, no, son, that's not who you are. You're not fearful. Look, you have me. You have me. 
So why do we let fear lord over us instead of giving the Lord of Lords the dominion? Yeah, that that's where I come to. It's almost frustrating when I have a problem and I want to go to the Lord with it. And I hear the things that he always has for me. Because I'm like, I don't know what I'm expecting. Am I expecting a super customized, like, okay, well, here's what you got to do. You got to move three inches to the left. You got to look out the window. You got to call this. You know, like, what am I really looking for other than these absolute promises no one can shoot any holes in? But despite that frustration I sometimes get it also, it's this great comfort that it never changes, that it's not dependent on these hyper-specific regimens, right? It's what you said. Because, I mean, you've heard, I mean, I said it two days ago, how, you know, repetition for me sometimes gets hollow. Mm. And yet, you know why you still do it? Because even if it su- feels hollow in your conscious mind, your subconscious mind, your muscle memory, all of those things, they're reacting differently. They're still taking that to the bank. I think as I'm saying this, it's reinforcing something I've been struggling with over the last couple of weeks, that that's what it's about, you right. know? Taking vitamins, like specific vitamins every day, it's not the most fun, thrilling thing in the world. Some days I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing my vitamins. I'm doing good today, you know, and I feel healthier. And other days I'm like, oh, man, I got to take these vitamins. And, oh, let me go get a piece of bread to take with these vitamins. You know what I mean? Some days it gets stuck in your throat. Sometimes it gets stuck in your throat, right? Sometimes you forget to take the vitamins. And some days you forget to take them and don't notice a difference. Mm. And some days you forget to take them and you do. Um, But. Your body, when you take those vitamins, still uses them the same for good. Mm. And that's kind of what's coming to me when it comes to fear. Because so many people are like, well, that's easy for you to say, but because fear is defended in our society. Everyone's like, well, it's okay to be. And I'm not saying it's like it's an utter sin to ever feel any fear whatsoever. I'm saying He's called us not to let it be where we marinate, mm. not be our idol, not Lord, have it Lord over us, not let it dictate decisions in his place. Mm. And yes, it's hard. It's hard like a lot of things he calls us to, oh. but he doesn't say that we're doing it alone. He says, come to me. And how do you come to him? Mm. The word. Yeah. The word just speaks. The word just speaks. You know, everybody waits for this big bright light, this angel, <laughs> this voice. And I, I'm sure people have heard that. But the majority of where I hear God speak to me is the word. And I've had some <laughs> some pretty big revelations <laughs> just being in the word, even listening to the word. Sometimes I just play the word. You know, I just want to hear God. Yeah. Um, and... And that is the time when I feel the closest to him. He doesn't give me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and self-control. And I like that. I love that I have power and self-control because of his love. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. What's funny is when I was reading Hebrews 2, 14 through 16, I left out the last little part. Because I was like, hey, you know, then, and then you just said what you just said yeah. about how he gives us these things. Um, you mentioned the angels, right? And this, the last part I didn't say, it says, for indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid mm. to the seed of Abraham. And of course, there's those who would be like, well, see the seed of Abraham, you've got to be a Jew. But 
when you read in context, when you see the scarlet mm. thread, when you read what the seed of Abraham actually means, and you realize that we are the spiritual lineage right. of a man who called God friend and wrestled, you know, while his son wrestled. Um, when you when you have that, and you realize mm. he comes to my aid, Amen. the only one <laughs> that in any way I should fear comes to my aid, mm. and and that's what we've been saying that we hope encourages you today is not to walk away feeling beat up that you get scared and that you've made decisions that you might currently be living in the immediate aftermath of a decision you made out of fear. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that you have a very easy solution. And it's also simple. Go to the word. Mm. Go to the word, even if you don't feel any tinglies when you read it. Go to the word, even if you kind of fall asleep a little bit halfway through. Like, Shay's like, read first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning, I'm worthless. And so I'm laying there like, That's what we're uh, like right, he we, knows. <laughs> um, but go, because I think of my daughter. She's doing things now that we instructed her verbally to do. We told her how to do it months ago. And at the time, it looked like she was ignoring us because she's like, no, no, me do it, me no. And now fast forward, <laughs> and so she's perfect. just walking into the room doing it yeah. the yeah. right way. Yeah. And it's because even in that moment where she was letting pride get the best of her, me do it, me no, she heard, mm. and it took root. Mm. And so even if you don't feel it, even if you don't want it, even if you're like, it's not enough, I only read a verse, well, table scraps mm. are enough for us. Mm. Because a crumb from the master's table can last you forever. So have hope, not fear, and keep walking in practice of that. And David said in Psalm 56, and we'll close it with this. Whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I've put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? Write that verse down, Mm -hmm. Mm y'all. Write that verse down. Go out there, like I said, do a Bible search. Bible, Bible verse, Google open Bible verse. Bible.info. Afraid. Right. And uh, yeah, open Bible.info. I love that. I mean, it's, a, it's an awesome place to land. And you know what? Just be encouraged by his word. Not ours, but by his. Mm-hmm. It tells you, you know what? When you feel fear, come to me and I'll give you the rest you need. Amen. Amen. Y'all, we just are... It's always a blessing to, to come into the pantry to be with y'all. Um, we are still raising funds for our Kenyan brothers and sisters. So go to thepantrypodcast.com slash Kenya if you want to check out what we're doing there, what Pastor Jackson is doing in Kisumu, Kenya, and how you can help. Because any little bit helps. We've got, um, we've got about two months left. So yes, months, we definitely want to be pushing this and, and see what things can do there. But... Um, for now, do not fear. We'll be back next week. Yes, we will. <laughs> All right, guys. Till next time. Bye. Bye.